Allow a paw, friends. It's the 15th day of Will, the year 175 of the Badi calendar, October 11th, 2018. I'm going to read to you today from Gleanings from the Writings of Baha'u'llah, pages 64 through 68. All praise to the unity of God and all honor to him, the sovereign Lord, the incomparable and all-glorious ruler of the universe, who out of utter nothingness hath created the reality of all things, who from naught hath brought into being the most refined and subtle elements of his creation, and who rescuing his creatures from the abasement of remoteness and the perils of ultimate extinction, hath received them into his kingdom of incorruptible glory. Nothing short of his all-encompassing grace, his all-pervading mercy, could have possibly achieved it. How could it otherwise have been possible for sheer nothingness to have acquired by itself the worthiness and capacity to emerge from its state of non-existence into the realm of being? Having created the world and all that liveth and moveth therein, he, through the direct operation of his unconstrained and sovereign will, chose to confer upon man the unique distinction and capacity to know him and to love him, a capacity that must needs be regarded as the generating impulse and the primary purpose underlying the whole of creation. Upon the inmost reality of each and every created thing he has shed the light of one of his names and made it a recipient of the glory of one of his attributes. Upon the reality of men, however, he hath focused the radiance of all of his names and attributes, and made in a mirror of his own self. Alone of all created things, man hath been singled out for so great a favor, so enduring a bounty. These energies, with which the day-star of divine bounty and source of heavenly guidance hath endowed the reality of man, lie however latent within him, even as the flame is hidden within the candle, and the rays of light are potentially present in the lamp. The radiance of these energies may be obscured by worldly desires, even as the light of the sun can be concealed beneath the dust and dross which cover the mirror. Neither the candle nor the lamp can be lighted through their own unaided efforts, nor can it ever be possible for the mirror to free itself from its dross. It is clear and evident that until a fire is kindled, the lamp will never be ignited, and unless the dross is blotted out from the face of the mirror, it can never represent the image of the sun nor reflect its light and glory. And since there can be no tie of direct intercourse to bind the one true God with his creation, and no resemblance whatever can exist between the transient and the eternal, the contingent and the absolute, he hath ordained that in every age and dispensation a pure and stainless soul be made manifest in the kingdoms of earth and heaven. Unto this subtle, this mysterious and ethereal being, he hath assigned a twofold nature, the, phys the physical pertaining to the world of matter, and the spiritual which is born of the substance of God himself. He hath moreover conferred upon him a double station, the first station, which is related to his innermost reality, representeth him as one whose voice is the voice of God himself. To this testifieth the tradition. Manifold and mysterious is my relationship with God. I am he himself, and he is I myself, except that I am that I am, and he is that he is. And in like manner the words... 
Arise, O Muhammad, for lo, the lover and the beloved are joined together and made one in thee. He similarly saith, There is no distinction whatsoever between thee and them except that they are thy servants. The second station is the human station, exemplified by the following verses. I am but a man like you. Say praise be to my Lord, am I more than a man, an apostle? These essences of detachment, these resplendent realities, are the channels of God's all-pervasive grace, led by the light of unfailing guidance and invested with supreme sovereignty. They are commissioned to use the inspiration of their words, the effusions of their infallible grace, and the sanctifying breeze of their revelation for the cleansing of every longing heart and receptive spirit from the dross and dust of earthly cares and limitations. Then and only then will the trust of God, latent in the reality of man, emerge as resplendent as the rising orb of divine revelation from behind the veil of concealment and implant the ensigns of its revealed glory upon the summits of men's hearts. From the foregoing passages and allusions, it has been made indubitably clear that in the kingdoms of earth and heaven there must needs be manifested a being an essence who shall act as a manifestation and vehicle for the transmission of the grace of the divinity itself, the sovereign Lord of all. Through the teachings of this day star of truth, every man will advance and develop until he attaineth the station at which he can manifest all the potential forces with which his inmost true self has been endowed. It is for this very purpose that in every age and dispensation the prophets of God and his chosen ones have appeared amongst men, and have evinced such power as is born of God, and such might as only the Eternal can reveal. Can one of sane mind ever seriously imagine that in a view of certain words, the meaning of which he cannot comprehend, the portal of God's infinite infinite guidance can ever be closed in the face of men? Can he ever conceive for these divine luminaries, these resplendent lights, either a beginning or an end? What outpouring flood can compare with the stream of his all-embracing grace, and what blessing can excel the evidences of so great and pervasive a mercy? There can be no doubt whatsoever that if for one moment the tide of his mercy and grace were to be withheld from the world, it would completely perish. For this reason, from the beginning that hath no beginning, the portals of divine mercy have been flung open to the face of all created things, and the clouds of truth will continue to the end that hath no end to reign in on the soil of human capacity, reality and personality, their favors and bounties. Such have been God's method continued from everlasting to everlasting. I'm going to continue on in our reading of the Hidden Words of Baha'u'llah. We've made it to the 11th hidden word in the Arabic. O Son of Being, Thou art my lamp, and my light is in Thee. Get Thou from it Thy radiance, and seek none other than Me. For I have created Thee rich, and have bountifully shed my favors upon Thee. I'm going to close with a prayer for steadfastness from the Baha'i Prayer Book, page 188. 
O Lord my God, assist thy loved ones to be firm in thy faith, to walk in thy ways, and to be steadfast in thy cause. Give them thy grace to withstand the onslaught of self and passion, to follow the light of divine guidance. Thou art the powerful, the gracious, the self-subsisting, the bestower, the compassionate, the almighty, the all-bountiful. Thank you for joining us again at Scattering Angels. It's um, a Thursday. Normally, I've been doing Monday, Wednesday, and Friday readings, but this week is different, so I will not be back until Monday. I want you to enjoy your weekend and have a great day today. Thank you again for joining.